We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey, so many times the word addiction, especially pornography addiction, can feel a little icky or iffy for a lot of people. They want to use the word struggle or habit, but we really want to just define what an addiction is based off of what we've uh, found in our work and research and people we trust, and then also talk about the 10 ways, the 10 signs to tell if you have a porn addiction. And the list could be much more exhaustive, but we wanted to just talk about 10 that really stood out for us and see how that might be impacting your life. And we want you to take this episode and reflect on it. Are any of these happening for you? May this be a tail sign that you are actually addicted, which is the changing of the brain, the changing of your lifestyle, the changing of you as a person. And there is hope. Our last episode was on the eight benefits of quitting porn. So we wanted to come and kind of back that up with, let's talk about like what it means to get addicted, the definition of addiction, and what it looks like to start moving towards addiction. So, hun, you watched me as a porn addict, so a lot of the things we're talking about today, you you saw me struggling with them. Yeah, uh, I did. And I think that this is kind of where where uh, I was a bit surprised, you know, when you told me that you're struggling with pornography. Like, I think I had no idea. And obviously, there are, like, certain levels of addiction. So maybe I thought, like, you were maybe addicted in a point of, like where I was, where I was able to kind of quit on my own. And I didn't know that, you know, like there is just like you were addicted, maybe like 10 out of 10. And so maybe I just like even just the understanding of what addiction is, I think I had no idea about. Mm. So I would really love to know for you, for like, I think so many people are probably asking, uh, like, what is even the definition of porn addiction? How do you define porn addiction? Yeah, so usually what I tell people, or always what I tell people, and this is what I've found to be true, is an addiction can be defined through three main things. The first one is, have you tried to stop before and weren't able to? which most of us can say yes, even if it's not porn addiction, it's something else. Even if it's just once a month or once every now and then, if you don't want it in your life and it's a really unhealthy coping mechanism and you've tried to stop and can't, there's an addiction there. Second thing is that there are really negative consequences to you and other people around you and your life and you know of them and you continue to do it. And three, you have basically maneuvered your life to create space for this addiction. So if that's in the morning, at your job, at night, you've basically made space in your life for this habit, which is something that addicts do. And Mm. then they lie about it. So those are like the three main statements 
of what would combine together to say that's an addiction that's something that has a hold on you Mm -hmm. and that's not something that you can obviously just tomorrow decide not to do anymore yeah yeah and i think this is kind of like we're probably so many people are like you know oh i'm not addicted you know like i really like it's not really that big of a deal um you know like even i would say within christian circles the the word you know can be just like we're looking at oh those ones that are addicted though they're those people you know it's kind of like uh they're those people with addictions it doesn't really like apply to me yeah so what would you say i'm just gonna say this like just for an introduction like what would you say to that i I see that often you know and it's just kind of like especially now we, we know so so much of like just dealing with this and talking to people's stories and, and, and working with people in this area and with this topic, it really saddens me, you know, because mm. it's not about those people with these addictions. And I feel like it creates like kind of like a shameful mentality instead of like, like, how do we understand mm. this? Like, how would you breach this? That is kind of like people misunderstanding the topic of addiction. Yeah, I, I think the the idea of addiction is often seen as like a heavy dose, like a heavy drug addict, a heavy porn addict would be like the ultimate level of addiction. But that's kind of where we stop. We don't really see addiction as something that can have a hold on us in smaller doses. We would call that usually a compulsion. We'll use like lighter words, coping mechanism, a struggle, a habit. And like ultimately, if it's something that you can't get rid of in your life, there, there's an addiction there. And a lot of times we just want to dumb down that word. But I think what I'm seeing with a lot of people and why they don't like to use that word is because there's a difference between someone being addicted to porn and someone being, quote unquote, a porn addict. And we'll use that term and we're not using it as like that's their identity. But I think a lot of the times because of purity culture and shame language, people have almost felt like that has become their identity. Mm -hmm. And I've actually had clients where they believe that they're not saved because they struggle with porn because scripture there are scriptures that say like the sexually immoral will not go to heaven will not in- inherit eternal life eternal life but here's the thing like there's a difference between somebody identifying as somebody who loves pornography versus somebody who's wrestling with pornography wanting to quit mm-hmm. and like this is where the struggle comes in of like porn addiction versus the other terminology but addiction is addiction and if it's something that you've tried to quit and can't that you've maneuvered your lifestyle around to make time for this thing and you know the consequences you keep doing it, there's an addiction. And mm-hmm. I think when we look at it from that perspective, it takes away the identity perspective. It takes away a lot of the shame and it just says like brass tacks logic. Okay, this makes sense of that is something that I actually have an addiction to. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think that's very like straight to the point. I, I would also love to like... You know, this is, has affected, it impacted our life incredibly. And it's just this addictions, it, addictions in general just impact people's lives um, and impact marriages uh, greatly. We, you know, we don't really talk about that so much. Like we're not open, like so many people are not, it's not like a kind of like a conversation that we are having that like how addictions are common and how much they're ruining our mm. relationships. Yeah. So I'd really love to talk about like, you know, we went through this, so we can share with you guys. We would love to share with you kind of the, the 10 signs to know how, how obviously Sean kind of shared the, the three big 
aspects of like this is you know how you know but there are also like just signs that that we would love to share with you as to like how do you know that you have it yeah like, so those are like the three criterias of like an addiction yeah and now we're going to share some of the like most classic common signs that you are addicted so like mm-hmm me struggling with porn addiction, Helena would probably actually see these things being played out, but maybe not know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I would know these are going on, but maybe not know how to label them. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're going with this episode. Um, the last thing I wanted to share, which is a kind of a cool idea from Ted Roberts from Pure Desire. He kind of talked about this idea that the brain is actually in some ways like made in our, in our fallen nature like to get addicted. Um, but if we look at the makeup of how God made the brain, there's almost this idea, and he studied like neuroscience and neurobiology and everything. It's like, it's almost like God made the brain for us to get addicted. Mm. But before the fall, we were to get addicted to him. Mm. And I think it helps us realize that addiction doesn't have to be this horrendously shameful thing. We actually have a quote unquote, like addictive brains. Mm. So like when we get onto something, when we use something as safety or comfort or whatever, it's like we're going to get addicted to it. Mm. But God made it so that we get addicted to him and because he is supposed to be our only idol. So I just kind of caveat that. Like it's kind of a neat idea. Yes, let's let's bring in the hope, you know, and I really love that. Like I love that one time, right, we heard like getting, uh, basically craving Jesus, like we crave chips. And I think it's so good, like just kind of the idea of really as uh and the reality is that the result of that is what gives life but the result of pornography is what takes away life yeah so that kind of leads us into mm-hmm. number like sign number one sign number one yeah which what? is what it interferes with daily life yeah when it interferes with daily life that's like perfect example of someone who has an addiction right like mm-hmm. their energy levels their ability to focus their efficiency their effectiveness their purpose so i think a lot of people that struggle with porn can fall into places of depression or hopelessness Mm -hmm. like when you start seeing your daily life altered that is a sign that pornography has become a a hold on you and of course like this can happen to people not addicted to porn but like porn specifically it's like i remember being a porn addict and watching porn became like the one sweet spot in my day because everything else was like, it was too hard. People are out to get me. My daily life was a grind. I was in survival mode. And it was like, I just needed to watch porn to release all of that. That is a really bad way to live life. And I think porn addiction really causes us to shrink what's available, that abundance that Christ came to give us. And we actually start feeling like life is just about surviving. So that's like a perfect sign is like when somebody's in survival mode, they're always talking about being busy or being tired. That could be a really telltale sign that they're addicted to porn. Mm. Wow. So a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's the stats. Um, the stats show that a lot of people watch porn. Yes. Most men. Yeah. And mo- and a lot of women, 30%, almost 30%. So, um, yeah. The, and the second one, hun, can you kind of... Uh, elaborate on that you know that it negatively impacts relationships obviously pornography addiction negatively impacted our relationship Mm. yeah and i would say that was like the sign that we couldn't ignore yeah we talked a lot about these things last week as well Mm and the eight uh, benefits of quitting porn Uh, so these kind of really go well together but Pornography addiction, like peer-to-peer negatively affects relationships because I think we become very self 
focus, which creates pride. We start thinking less about ourselves and connecting with other men or other women. It's like comparison game. It's really hard to connect and feel comfortable in your own skin. Your confidence level drops. You feel like you're always hiding something, and that is exhausting. In terms of relationship between a, a, a partner, a husband and wife, or you know, a healthy relationship, man and woman together, um, it, it affects everything. It affects trust, which is the bedrock to a relationship. So, like, if you see couples that are constantly fighting, constantly bickering, or they're they're not really spending time together, they're not growing in the Lord together, they're not praying together, they're not even like you know, holding hands or touching each other at church or something. You're like, there's some things going on between them. Like you can kind of just see couples that aren't connected. Mm. Like we all know what it looks like. Like it's just the reality. That's the problem is, is that's become the norm. Mm. So we actually forget that that's not normal. Yes. Yeah. And the reality with any addiction is going to negatively impact relationships. And so either from, you know, usually this is what happens in marriages is like we actually, we kind of like, create we have addictions in our relationships and our marriages and then we go about our lives like we don't have them Mm. and i mean both men and women i'm not just talking about men and their porn addiction like men and men we women can have million addictions as well shopping addiction food addiction you know our phone addiction like just the bachelorette yeah the bachelorette (laughs) and we can have our porn addiction as well we can have masturbating addiction so i really want you to just like look at this you know from a grand scheme of things we are humanity and we are going to get addicted if there are things there you know usually an addiction is just going to be the natural consequence of an addiction it is going to affect negatively the impact you know it's going to negatively impact relationships around you your kids your your spouse and i think this is just uh, a, a thing we really have to admit that that that's kind of like the real sign we usually see and usually it's a really good thing to then see okay this is a natural circumstance that i don't mm-hmm. want in my life mm-hmm. this is just going to happen naturally when we have addictions in our lives yep. so Totally. And and it could really propel us to make it ch- make changes in our lives when we see that we can actually see the negative impacts mm, on yeah. our relationships. Yeah, totally. And speaking directly to porn, like we're talking about a sex issue. Mm-hmm. So like that's going to affect physical touch with friends. That's going to affect physical touch with your spouse. That's going to affect everything. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge one. So yeah, yeah, it's a big big deal. And I I, I just can't get a, say it enough. Is like the norm has become disconnected relationships. Mm. So it's actually harder to tell what is a good relationship nowadays because we're so used to seeing disconnected relationships. You're so right. And, uh, you know, I just remember, like, uh, we were just so hungry to find couples that we could relate to. But in the same time, like, we could actually be a bit inspired by, and I'm just going to be completely honest, it was so hard to find marriages that weren't falling apart. And, like, where do we as a young couple find even an example of somebody who we can like sorry but i can't take an advice from somebody whose marriage is falling apart and or maybe they're better, telling me maybe duct tape together or duct tape together because yeah. like falling apart with me and they're moving to like divorce but yeah duct tape duct together. together and you just see that there's no life and and i'm just sorry but i can't i can't take an advice from somebody yeah. that i just see that they're giving me advice, but like their life is in reflection yeah, of totally. their advice. And yeah. so I think this is kind of where I remember just being really discouraged by. And I just want to tell you like, this is normal, but I also want to tell you that this is not hopeless. Like this is why we need to start talking about this. And you, you guys could be 
another couple that you know want to want to really like you know you guys couldn't seek another couple that has gone through this and they they have gone through this and it's it they came on their side yeah, totally. and i can tell you that there are marriages that are intimate and strong yeah. and it is totally because of the lord and i just want to encourage you that you guys can can be there yeah 100 so that's a topic that we're very passionate about yeah of course so let's move to number three when it causes physical reactions so we've talked a lot about this physical reactions can be in and around the inability to orgasm delayed ejaculation premature ejaculation uh, porn induced erectile dysfunction psychological impotence like all of these major physical reactions where you struggle to get an erection you struggle to orgasm you you, or, you orgasm too quickly like those are big deals mm -hmm. those are really really demeaning to a man and a woman in their masculinity or femininity for our ability to just feel confident in ourselves so like those are some like sexual physical reactions but even physical reactions on the other side like acting out in rage mm. like that's a big sign for people that struggle yeah. with things like pornography because it's what they're seeing in the videos at times their, their chemical makeup their brain the, the part of the brain that makes decisions actually is being atrophied and and shutting down so i actually see guys that are porn addicts are very angry it's just that a lot of times the anger gets like suppressed yeah. and they become like a shotgun when it finally blows up so that would be something that i would say in terms of uh, physical reactions well and one thing that was really good i was just thinking about like one thing about the physical reactions that came to me i came to my mind was also like you also i think this is what happens and i remember that also when i used to watch pornography it was like just this um like the physical reaction of interacting with other human yeah, beings, like yeah. interacting with the other opposite gender, there's just this physical reaction that you have, like you just don't act naturally. Mm, you sure. either act overconfident or then you just are ashamed to have just normal interactions. If you just watch pornography and you're trying to have a conversation with a woman, I like I don't believe you that you are not you know how it goes like it's just yeah. there, that you don't have any physical reactions of how you are conversating with this uh, have a conversation with this woman without objectifying her so like physically like most women know when something's off in a guy's facial expression yes exactly and even like physically physical uh reaction would be not be able to look into women's yeah. eyes yeah. and 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 or like then just kind of be like this overconfidence, maybe making jokes. That's a physical reaction to kind of how you're reacting to what, uh, you know, how pornography. I remember like I was just like unable to have like just there would always be things playing in my head. And so like just I would kind of like feel a bit awkward to, to talk or then I would be overly confident. Uh, just kind of like, I don't know. Uh, how to explain that exactly mm. but it just it, uh, there is an overconfidence as well overconfidence piece where you're trying to like mask the way that you're feeling insecure yeah. and that you're watching pornography so you're just overconfident with like yeah. everybody yeah yeah you become very much about you become very boastful or you know i you know for me like when i was addicted to porn i would serve like crazy at church mm. to make myself look like a good person so like those are just some signs. So yeah, so physically there are a lot of things that can happen. Yeah. Let's go to number four. Um, you can tell you're addicted to porn when your sexual tastes change. This one could be like a whole rip off the lid kind of thing, but mm -hmm. like let's just like look at it simply put. Like when we watch pornography, we're basically fusing our arousal template to certain things. So that's where fetishes come from. That's where fantasy comes from. 
that's where like, those like mental images, you could be like at the grocery store, go home, have a stressful situation and, and start like remembering someone you saw at the store. Like that's not like back, back in the day, if you're starting to think about like getting married one day and having a wife and all, like, I don't think that was on your mind. So like we actually see pornography warping our brains and our minds towards what's arousing, what's not. I've heard a story where like someone would watch pornography with like their, their boots up on the table. Um, and like after a while, like their boots became associated with like sexual arousal and they would like, they had a fetish for boots. Like it literally happens where our brain attaches things to our sexual arousal and that's why people get aroused by feet or, sh- or braces or glasses or something like that because it gets fu- it gets fused with a sexual story or a story of pain that then we started fantasizing about a false reality mm. and like that's actually what porn does is we live in false reality so that like we get a, we get aroused by ordering a pizza hopefully the pizza delivery is a, is a girl and we can have sex with her like it's crazy mm-hmm. what porn does to our sexual taste mm-hmm. yeah i it's, i feel like this is such a um such a kind of really difficult area to like uh under like it is not a difficult area to understand but just to talk about how real this is but also i just wanted to share like this is exactly how we like how we under we need to understand what is going on so right now we're we're trying to basically unpeel what's going on and especially honey right with what what you're doing is that the the sexual taste is there for a reason yeah and so this is a bulk of your work with 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 men where you're trying to understand why is it in there in the first place right what what it, the fantasy is is technically the roadmap to healing because the understanding of why did this happen and really and 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 healing that area because pornography is not solving that That's area. Right. Yeah. So yeah, can you maybe just share for for a quick second what what you're what you're yeah, doing with men? Sure. Yeah, I'll just use my own story as an example. Mm-hmm. So for me, growing up, really realized that I'm somewhat alone emotionally in my family system. My older sister was the golden child. Um, when I when I saw pornography, there was a real void in my life from my parents being around emotionally, even physically to some degree. But basically, what I'm saying is, I longed for leadership. I longed for authority in my family system from my parents, and I really longed for them to lead me and even pursue me as their son emotionally, physically, spiritually. And because I lacked that, I actually got really like locked on to getting that outside of the home and what happened there was like the whole world of milf pornography became incredibly arousing to me because it's these older women often pursuing younger men and leading them knowing what they want and bringing the younger guy along for a journey and this younger guy it's like sometimes he's nerdy or he's like a virgin and he doesn't know what he's doing and these women just didn't care and that for me was incredibly arousing that someone would look at me and want me regardless of who I am and that's a part of my arousal is like when there's a woman who had, had leadership qualities or maybe was wealthy or I could sense that she knew what she wanted that was very triggering mm-hmm. and like 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 brands like Michael Kors and all these brands that like represented a woman that might be wealthier knows what she wants became very triggering for me so that's an example for my own life yeah and um how did that lead to you like be able to understand then how did that lead you to like heal to healing Mm. yeah i think that was like mind-blowing for me to realize that 
I want to be led. I want to be pursued and setting up people in my life, like inviting people into that story, finding safe people to say, hey, this is actually what I found from my story. So a father figure, I have a few mentors who are in their 70s having a father figure like that in my life, a spiritual father, mm. finding women that are safe in my life. Like we have an amazing friend who's a pastor, female pastor is just an incredible safe guide for me and finding quote unquote, what I'm looking for, but in the way that God made it. I believe God made us to be led and pursued and loved and cared for, mm -hmm. but pornography comes in and hijacks that beauty and corrupts it mm, and makes so it sexual. Now you have that. Now you yeah. have the real longing filled yeah. instead of chasing your, the rabbit hole of like a, like a basically a hamster in the wheel yeah doing the same thing over and over again without literally like this is actually not what you need yeah. and yeah. now you finally have the the longing really that you were looking for and that pornography was just this lie trying to offer you this that you were just kind of running in circles and so now you can taste what it's like to really live in a place where you have that and it's not mm. it's not uh it's not like it's not this fake place where it's actually bring you further into that and yeah. not not giving you the solution that you yeah. actually need yeah. um, and i just wanted to share quickly like these things might be a bit triggering if you're a woman listening to these things right now this might be very like a triggering moment uh, of of kind of like um if you have experienced betrayal trauma i could understand this could be very triggering moments to listen to this podcast um i do encourage you to maybe like you know take a little break or whatever you need to just maybe take a little breather to just, you know, then come back to this episode or just, you know, keep listening, but just kind of maybe take some, yeah. uh, some time to, I just wanted to acknowledge maybe if you're, if you're feeling that, that it is completely normal. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like, it's good. I just want to also encourage you that there is a way that you don't have to feel alone in this, uh, and that I am I am here to 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 create a support if you need help in this time. And if you're experiencing this, this is actually a sign. If you're experiencing any of like, you know, hypervigilance right now, your heart is right up, and you're feeling like anxiety, almost like hitting your stomach. You're just chasing your thoughts in, in your mind and you're feeling totally overwhelmed. If you're just listening to Sean speaking right now, that means this is, this is actually a sign of, the, of another thing which is called betrayal trauma. And I do right now offer uh, help for women and, and creating community for women to, to have an access to, to um, you know, community and a course. And you can sign up for my uh, Beneath the Skin program with the community. At uh, there's going to be a link below that uh, you can just see uh, if you relate with that, if you can, if you relate with that, if you want to connect. It's super. Just you know, it's from my heart to just create something for women where I where I felt like they really don't have a place to give their pain a voice. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say this because if you're experiencing it, then. I want to create a space where you can process these feelings and yeah. the pain that you're going through. That's so good. And if you're a man listening to this and your wife may be in that spot, it would be a great time to reach out and get the help that you need. If there's fantasy work, you know, 
sexual arousal work, any of these things we're talking about so far, it's really important to get the right help, the guided help. So we'll link below as well how you can get connected to me and we can have a conversation and see what would be the best fit for you because we wanna have healthy families and marriages and relationships and the best way to do that is to get this stuff out of the way so there can be trust rebuilt. And going back to last week, the eight benefits of quitting porn, please listen to that episode and get inspired. So let's move on to number five, which is when you feel shame, embarrassment, or guilt. Here's one of the biggest things. For the longest time, pornography was this morality problem for religious bigots, for religious people. Like, oh, you just think it's bad because you're a religious person. But there has been a lot of secular scientific study with the brain and neuroscience that is proving that pornography is a large problem. Here's the thing. God has written his law on our hearts. There's a reason why when we do something that's bad for us, we feel shame, we feel embarrassed, we feel guilt because we are in our hearts breaking the creator's laws. Like that's amazing that God made our bodies, that God made us for goodness, God made us for relationship and we're going against that plan. There's a reason why we feel deep down shame, embarrassment or guilt. So if you're feeling that, it's actually a deeper problem. It's not just because you're, you know, not not moving towards your your five-year plan or because you're hurting your wife. Yes, those are all part of it, but ultimately it's because God loves you and actually wants you to feel those things so that you can be drawn to needing a savior who is Jesus Christ. Mm. But the reason why you're feeling those things is that especially, but also because of like, no one really wants to be addicted to porn. Like no one wants to be there. It's a horrible place to be. No one wants to be addicted to anything other than to God because it's a horrible place to be. No wonder we get embarrassed. No wonder we feel shame. We feel guilt because we said last week, we're not going to do it anymore, Mm -hmm. right? We know that it hurts our wife. We know it hurts these people. So it makes sense why there's shame, embarrassment, or guilt. So if you're feeling that all the time, that's a good sign that you are addicted. But even more, it's a good sign that you need a savior because Jesus paid your capital punishment for breaking God's law on the cross. And like, again, that's a whole nother, mm-hmm. a whole nother episode. But if you're feeling that way, I want you to reflect on that. Mm-hmm. You're not made to be addicted to anything of a substance or, an, or a drug. And that's why you feel that way. And if you're feeling that way often, that is a sign, secular, Christian, whatever. That's a sign that there is something happening there that is not aligned with the way God made you. Yes, yeah. That's so well said, honey. I think it speaks to all of us um, because we all have some, you know, we none of us want to have addictions, and you're so right. Um, yeah, so this brings us to a next point, and which, you know, when pornography addiction can create negative moods in general, that would be another sign, totally. right? So Why don't you talk me. about that? Why don't you talk about that one and how my <laughs> mood was so incredibly negative? Oh, it was so hard. And it's like, still something I wrestle with because yes. I am a pessimist at heart from my family system. Yeah, I, I think that was so much different. I think there was so many like, I could just see when Sean was struggling and I knew it because of like, how he was so quick to be angry, to be judgmental, because I think there's a lot where he was probably feeling so much shame where judgment became like a good coping mechanism for him to like, oh, I'm not as bad as that person. So like judging people around him and just, that was, that is a, that is a mood. Like he was in a mood of like this judgment and mood of like, 
he would be very angry like very quick to anger and like retaliation on people and i know this might be different for everyone but i think because of so much shame and actually i would say secrecy that he wasn't actually he wasn't showing his true self to the people and he wasn't like he didn't allow other people to love him for all that he was and he was going through and he was hiding i think because of that he was building so much of like hiding that he then was you know spewing this anger this hatred this um you know i would say quick to just get angry quick to judgment and i think it was like really like it was actually more it was detrimental to me but it was actually i could see it was like killing him and kind of like really hurting him from the inside because he didn't want to have these moods but it was really it was all like it was all the addiction that he was living with and Mm. the secrecy he was living with wow yeah you lived with it hon so Mm -hmm. well said and it's so scary to think that just that self-blame that Mm self-hatred was the foundation to everything being a problem and the last thing i'll add is like high highs and low lows when things are going pretty good in life i was a pretty nice guy but when things when one thing went wrong i was the hulk mm-hmm. i turned into an animal and that's a tail sign for someone with an addiction is there's no even ground they're always mm-hmm. high or they're always low mm-hmm. yeah healthy so healthy people live more in a middle place and and that's really what's powerful about being in a place of health mm-hmm. is the highs aren't as high anymore and the lows aren't low mm-hmm. you're just a really even keel and you can share your emotions, which yes. I couldn't do any of that. So that's a really telltale sign that someone has an addiction to pornography. Let's move on to number seven. Um, when it doesn't relieve feelings of stress, anxiety, or depression anymore, that's really something that we call tolerance. Um, basically, for, for a while, like pornography and masturbation can feel really good. Like Even when people are fully addicted, there's something about doing it that feels good because the part of your brain that understands what's going on and makes decisions uh, shuts off and there is something pleasurable about it but that's not the point basically what we're getting at here is when pornography no longer relieves stress and depression and anxiety and actually creates more of it that is a huge problem and basically what happens is there's something that's called tolerance your brain gets so used to what's happening what it's doing that you need more and more pornography more and more masturbation just to get the same amount of call it pleasure call it dopamine call it hit and that's a hopeless battle mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how pleasuring something is if you need more and more and more of it every week just to get the same hit that is a, a race you're never going to win Mm. And like that, that's frustrating. So that's usually what happens is people start to feel like it creates more stress and more anxiety and more depression because they have to hide more. They have to do more. They have to cancel friendships and actually watch porn more. And like, what a horrible place to be. That's so terrible. Yes. Um, yeah, I really appreciate the way you're kind of just bringing so much clarity into this. And I think people are probably nodding their heads and feeling like, oh, yeah, this is um i can i can see this um yeah i remember like that that was like the addiction to porn is you know wanting more control over viewing porn yeah 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 wanting more control that's usually what happens is like in this world sorry this is number eight by the way yeah now like in this world we, we live in a world where it's hard to feel like we're in control but we grab control because there's some level of comfort in it. So like for me, 
growing up, there was this there was this lie, I believe, this vow I made. If it's going to be, it's up to me. And basically what that does for somebody is as they grow up, they're in control of their life. And when there's a mistake or a failure, they blow up because no one has their back or they believe no one has their back. And that's why we usually go to things like pornography because there's a level of control over what kind of porn you watch, when you ejaculate, etc. And that that control is really arousing mm. and you actually get to watch videos that appease your desire for power, your desire for humiliation over a person. And that's what's really tragic about it is it actually creates this false reality that is all about degradation. Mm. Oh, that makes me feel so, so sad. And I think just the, this whole idea, how it all progresses into degradation how it progresses into like like what you're saying hon it's yeah. it's it's heartbreaking it is so heartbreaking. Uh, i mean really this is why we were talking about this we're not talking about this because it's like yeah it's just so fun to talk about we're talking about it because we really care we care about the people because we know in how much pain we we were when yeah. we were going through these things yeah yeah so much yeah so but basically what i'm saying is like if you use pornography as an outlet because you feel out of control or that something went wrong in your day and you need someone else to be your scapegoat for the problem and pornography is a way to do that that is a huge sign mm. that you have actually more than addiction unfortunately that goes further like mm. i don't even know what word that would be but we see like the scale of addiction a lot of guys will start with porn then they'll move to prostitution then they'll move to trafficking then they'll move to like even criminal activity and like when we start degrading people, like that's actually where we start moving towards the other parts of that scale. And it's really scary. Mm. It's really scary. So what, what uh, yeah, what else happened, honey? What, what else are the symptoms that you can, you can tell that you have pornography addiction? So last two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so number nine is feelings of loss or numbness after using pornography. So it kind of alluded to this with tolerance. It's kind of like after you use pornography, you get to the point where you realize that the the pleasure or the dopamine hit is so short-lived that like shame and guilt rush in and crowd that pleasure feeling. But there's also this loss of like, once you have a conscience and you're convicted of your sin, you realize after using porn, you just hurt your wife. You just destroyed any goals you set for the day. You just lost sight of the vision you have for your life. And there's like a numbness that comes to that. And you just want to mm. procrastinate or isolate and withdraw and avoid. There's also this lost feeling and like grieving. Like, wow, I'm not where I'm at. I'm not where I want to be in life. I'm not doing what I said I would do. And there's something really like a grievance about that. Mm. And like if you're feeling like there's something on your spirit constantly when you're watching pornography, uh, like you are losing your life or there's a numbness that you just are stuck that's a real sign that you're addicted like your brain is fogged your habits are just shot like they're just in the tank in the dumpster like that's a sign that you're addicted because addiction is going to take control of you and when you have something like pornography and addiction controlling you you're going to feel constantly out of control and stuck and that's kind of that cycle that madness is like that's what brings you back to porn but you actually need to realize what's going on so you can separate yourself from the real problem, which is not you, it's pornography. It's your pain points that are leading you there. And those are things we've covered in many other episodes. But like 
feeling loss and numbness after using porn isn't the goal to feel release and stress, uh, a release of stress and to feel better about yourself. Not many people feel that. And when I say not many, I mean like 99%. And that's scary. Mm. So if you're watching porn and masturbating and you only feel that pleasure as you're doing it and instantly after you feel guilt, shame, loss, numbness, anything other than you know, running to the rooftop and shouting that you watch porn and love it, it's, it's an addiction. Mm. And that's a huge problem. It has a hold of your life and something needs to be done about that. Mm. And I'm speaking from experience. Yes, we both are, yeah. have experienced the, the real effects on our lives of the porn addiction. So, Hannah, what, what is the last, last one, uh, kind of last symptom to kind of know that you, you have porn addiction? Yeah, so it's using porn as a coping mechanism. So when we go through hard things in life, when we feel emotions, when somebody in our family passes away, or we don't get the job promotion, if one of your first thoughts is to go towards pornography, alcohol, food, anything like that, you've basically used substances as a coping mechanism, which is not what we're called to do. There's this idea of forgiveness. It's like when we hold somebody to something and we rely on them to fix the problem, and if they don't fix the problem, we can't be happy, that's a cycle that is like impossible to get out of because we're basically like saying, you need to do something to make me happy. And unfortunately, like that's what we do with life. We say, like, if this doesn't go that way, then I'm going to have to watch porn to feel better about myself. Or, you know, if, th if this continues down this way, then I'm, you know, I know guys are like, you know, I know I'm going to relapse tomorrow. I have a really hard day. And they're already projecting it as their coping mechanism rather than saying, tomorrow's a really hard day. What do I need most right now? Mm. And most of them, it's a nap, it's a bath, it's a time with a bro at the coffee shop having a time to chat and actually talk about life. Mm. It's a phone call to their mom or their dad to say, I, I love you and I'd love to just talk. It's been a while. Like we hold mm. so many things inside, like a coping mechanism that's a substance, I don't think was ever God's plan. Mm. He created relationships and him relationship with him to be our coping mechanism mm. when we start using porn as a coping mechanism we're going right down the alley of never getting out of that cycle hmm. yeah wow it's intense that is very intense i feel right now like i don't know if the people listening right now are feeling or just like so much makes sense like so much of this makes sense as uh, so when you're talking honey um like, how did we get here? What's actually happening behind porn addiction and what it is? I think sometimes, like, what comes to my mind is, like, just having a narrow idea of what it is and, and I think just trying to make it all flowery, you know, by not not addressing the real reality of, like, this is just porn. This is porn addiction and this is what it's called. So I think we're afraid of it. Like, we're afraid to to call it that way. But I think sometimes when you name the things the way they are, we are then much easier to deal with them because now we name them, now we can, uh, you know, we can actually get help mm. because we're not pretending like it's not here. We're not trying to make it a smaller of an issue, mm. but we're actually addressing it. And, and, and the only way we can actually, um, you know, address a problem to actually see the problem 
address the problem, find the root cause, and you know, find the solution. Like, I don't think nobody is walking around and being like, you know, oh no, I want to live with this power moment for the rest of my life. If we really actually look at this, porn addiction is a problem. And so we really want people to, to have a, a solution and to, to find healing, to find freedom. And this really are hearts that people yeah. are breaking from the bondages of pornography yes. addiction. People yes. are breaking and they're living a life. Uh, that that is just is freeing. It's not this bondage. Their their marriage is thriving, and the culture is thriving. That you know, the culture like people ever, anywhere that you live. I, I I bet that you care about how where you live and and your kids and and the future generation. So like this is an amazing way to care for the future generation to f- f- care for a community is actually starting with ourselves with our marriages with our families mm, yeah. and this is this is my hope for you guys that you see that and that you are um, that you can see that there is so much more to life and that you don't have to you guys don't have to be stuck here and that actually facing the reality is a really good place to start it is not a shaming place to start it is a it is a, actually a courageous place yes. to start amen yeah Famous quote says that knowledge is power, but I heard it from a good friend that it's knowledge plus action that equals power. So we've just given you the knowledge. I pray that you would reflect on what we've shared today and really pinpoint how these signs are a part of your life. Maybe they all are, maybe some of them are, regardless if any of it has related to you. I think it's a deeper question of what is next. And it's really the action that you take that will create power in your life because knowledge can actually create madness because when you know of something but don't know what to do about it, I think it's actually almost more irritating. But when you have an action plan, there is power in that. And that's really where I want to recommend getting in touch with me and getting to be a part of coaching, getting to be a part of our ecosystem in our secret habit porn recovery community because that's really the heartbeat of how we heal is in relationship, in connection, and with expert guidance to where you need to go because someone's been there before. So I love to be that Sherpa guide for you. If you're really looking to kick pornography to the curb, to overcome porn, but ultimately like deal with some of these deeper layers, I think it would be really wise for you to get in touch, start the chat, which there'll be a link below. And really ultimately, if you know somebody who needs that, would you share this episode with them? Would you share the blog that is attached to this episode with somebody? Would you post it in your Facebook, on your Instagram, so that people can find out about this, so they can get that knowledge, and then give them the choice of that action step so that they can experience the real power and ultimately Mm. the power of God moving through a healing journey. So Mm. we are always just blessed to bring this stuff to the table because our mantra is let our failures be your success. So we really pray that we are able to do that for you. Yes, and... Uh, And if you feel called to right now, like just are processing and are really appreciating what we were just sharing, please, please write a review. We really appreciate that because it, it helps, um, it helps to push the algorithm and really for other people to hear uh, about this podcast and really learn, you know, just hear, hear and understand and so they can get help as well. And so we can really help change what's happening and, and, and how this culture has really affected us negatively. We're trying to be a voice of hope and voice that, that brings light to this dark topic. Mm-hmm. And so we pray that, that, that you know, in, in whatever ways that you, you might feel called to right now, that you can help us to just spread 
uh, away and awareness because we can't do this alone. Like it's just really right now is really technically just Sean and I, and we, we're just, you know, praying for other people coming alongside us and, and start, start really, you know, dealing with this issue that so many people are in pain with together. And that's our prayer. And again, we are also praying that let our failures be your success, that, that you guys are going to find uh, some tips and, and healing through, you know, through Jesus and through just this guided journey of what we are sharing with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Thanks so much, babe. Yeah. Share this, review this. Would you help us expand the reach of the story that God is writing through Secret Habit. So we wish you all the best. God bless. God bless and lots of love.